You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho Lawrence Holmes. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. So, I just got out the Zoom. I figured I'd have a lot to do today. I mean, I actually did have a lot to do today, but it worked out within my schedule while I'm watching the White Sox game. I was able to jump into the Zoom of the Bears beat and see what was going on. Like, get our our first opportunity to hear from Matt Nagy on why he made the decision to go with Mitchell Trubisky over Nick Foles, and we were able to get an opportunity to talk with both Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles about said decision. I'm glad that they were as upfront about it. I don't think that they needed to be. I think it would have been totally fine if Nagy would have told the team and not told the public on who his starter was. He clearly doesn't like to play cloak and dagger games, at least he thought there was more value in naming a starting quarterback than playing the game of trying to have Detroit prepare for two different quarterbacks. And I also think that they're going to do what it is they do anyway. They're going to play man. doesn't matter. And I think that Mitch is going to eat them up, which is part of the reason that I think that he should be starting. But that's it's not my time to tell you why Mitch is the starter. It's the head coach's time. This is what Nagy said about why Mitch is the starter. As we said this whole time, this is a uh, this was going to be a, a fair battle, and and for both of these guys, we we're going to roll the ball out and let them play. And just like we've said this whole, you know, the rest of camp, both these guys were really battling their tail off every single day, and that's not easy. It, it's a lot easier when you know you have the job, and um, you know you, you just you play a little different. Uh, because it's always in the back of your mind. But to Mitch's credit and Nick's credit, uh, the way they handled it, I was really proud of them for it. In the end, Mitch won the job. And I think that that's very important for for him, for us, for everybody to understand that he worked really hard to get to this point. Um, We know that we all, in a lot of different areas, struggled in 2019. And so what I think was most impressive from the end of the season until uh, this past weekend was to be able to see some of the growth in practice and off the field that Mitch had. Um, he, he decided to just uh, control what he can control. He didn't worry about distractions. He didn't worry about um, other competition. What he did is just tried to worry about getting better as a quarterback. Now, with that said, right, we, he, he now and we now together need to, we need to do that on game day. And that's where when you lose um, the preseason games and you lose some of the OTAs, you, you lose some of that evaluation process. But for, for him to come through like he did 
Uh, I'm excited for him. We are really excited for this team. And then with that said, I also want to give a lot of credit to Nick Foles for um, uh, coming in here and under strange circumstances. He's had a, an interesting career and coming off of last year with an injury, he comes in with no, um, no offseason, you know, on the field and um, really a shortened training camp. So these guys battled and neither one of them complained. They just did what they were supposed to do. And now here we are. Um, they, they, uh, they're excited. They're ready. Mitch, Mitch is just in, in a really great place. And I think what was important, I think it's important for you guys to know too with, with, with Nick, it's not easy when you get, when you're competitive and when one person has to get named the starter, but Nick ended his conversation with me the other day when, when I uh, told him what, what we're going to do um, with, can I call Mitch and, and congratulate him? And if that doesn't speak to who he is as a human being, I think there's some realness that y'all need to understand what kind of guy he is. And then the next part he said is I'm going to help him with the schedule, um, with how we do things during the week. And I'm going to, you know, do everything I can to make him the greatest quarterback he can be and that, that we can be for this team. And then if needed, um, you're going to get my best and, and, and we go. And so I just, that's sometimes that's really hard for people to do, but Nick has that in him. And Mitch texted me later on that night and, and was just really excited that he got that phone call from Nick. And that just goes to show what kind of competition we had and where we're at. Ultimately, we need to win games, right? And let, we don't want to lose fact on that. So uh, that, that's kind of the long-winded story on, on how we got to where we got to. Okay, I got some stuff that I want to say about Nick Foles, but I, I want to let Mitch have his moment, first of all, because he's the starting quarterback in, in, in this. He won the battle. And I think that there's something to be said for him winning the battle. Let's if let's give him some credit. The deck was stacked against him. Think about all the things that happened this past offseason that stacked the deck against Mitchell Trubisky. One, the season didn't end the way that anyone around the Bears or covering the Bears or fans of the Bears wanted the season to end. And at the time it felt like the the reason that the season didn't end that way was because of him. He was taking a brunt of the criticism. Not that that criticism wasn't earned. It was earned because it, it looked like he didn't take the necessary steps in his development. But still, he was the focal point for the criticism of the Chicago Bears going into the offseason. And now you start to wonder, what are they going to do at quarterback? Are they going to look for a quarterback in the draft? Are they going to go out in free agency? It's going to be an interesting year in free agency to go and get a quarterback. There are a lot of people that are going to be out there like Teddy Bridgewater and Tom Brady and Cam Newton. And, and you're sitting there going, is this them going to make a move? You also have Patrick Mahomes winning the Super Bowl, Deshaun Watson putting on an incredible playoff performance. You have younger quarterbacks looking and guys in his draft class looking like they're passing him by in in warp speed the two guys that he's going to be compared to for the rest of his career have now uh, gotten what 100 to 560 million dollars worth of contract and then the bears didn't pick up his fifth year option on top of that they make incredible coaching changes all the way around the offense they changed the quarterback coach. They moved Dave Ragone to a passing coordinator guy thingy. They bring in Bill Lazor. They bring in John DiFilippo. 
those guys have worked with Nick Foles before. Now, this is before they got Nick Foles. But those guys have worked with Nick Foles before. So there's that. Then they go and trade a fourth-round pick for Nick Foles. They guarantee a big bulk of his contract, nearly $20 million of contract on Nick Foles, and they bring him in. You have all of these things fighting against you, and you still have to figure out a way to then pull yourself together and understand that it's going to, to, to be a battle. I said this at the time, and I stand by it. Of the guys that could have possibly come to the Bears, Teddy Bridgewater, Cam Newton, Tom Brady, for whatever level of belief you thought that those guys were going to find their way to Hallis Hall, of the guys that were available to come to the Bears, the one guy, if I were Mitch, that wouldn't scare me is Nick Foles. And I'm glad that he didn't wilt under the spotlight of a quarterback competition and the deck being stacked against him. It would have been very easy to do so. It would have been very very easy for him to just be like, well, looks like this isn't going to work out in Chicago. I guess I need to start preparing for whatever the next thing in my career is going to be. As it stands... The quarterback of the Bears still wants to be the quarterback of the Bears. And there's something honorable about that. It's not surprising. Like, that's part of his profile as a player. Like, he's someone that has worked really hard to to, to really endear himself to his teammates and his coaches. Here's what he said about trying to take the feedback and the criticism that he got from his coaches into the offseason and prepare for the upcoming season? Yeah, I kind of just made a conscious decision, and I think that's what it is, that um, no matter what happens, I'm going to have a positive outlook on this, and I'm going to just go into it believing that this is just going to make me a mentally tougher person and that I'm going to come out better on the other side. So I wasn't too worried about the outcomes. I was more worried about – just myself continuing to grow as a person. And I th- I think this whole process really pushed me in that area to just become mentally tougher, not worry what people are saying about it on the outside and just really get down to uh, focusing on what I have to improve as a quarterback and as a person, and as a leader uh, to help this thing. And I was more focused on those things than anything else. And I think that's where I've seen the most growth. So it was a conscious decision to just focus on myself and, and what I need to improve on. And then it was just sticking with that and being hard on myself every day to, to make sure I was growing in those areas. So there are areas for us to watch with him physically. He talked a lot about the footwork aspect of playing the role and whether or not you're going to see him be a better version of himself from that standpoint. There are a lot of times when you look at the tape of Mitchell Trubisky, you see him off balance. And what I mean by that is that he's standing straight up as he's getting ready to throw. And there's a difference between standing tall in the pocket and being prepared to deliver the football. And there are a lot of times when Mitch is not prepared to deliver the football. It's one of his biggest weaknesses as a quarterback. I wonder if he is taken to the teaching of John Filippo in that regard, who he's giving a lot of credit for footwork work in practice or not. We won't have the answer to that until well into the season if there's been improvement. And maybe we'll get a chance to see some of it against Detroit, but I'm I'm not 
I'm not completely convinced that we'll know after one game because this whole thing is really, really bizarre. Let me talk about Nick Foles for a second. He seems like he's exactly the type of dude that you want to be your teammate. And part of the reason that I thought that it'd be better for them to start with Mitch instead of Nick is because he's done this role before he's played. Now I'll do a whole pod on that later on in the week, but he's, he's handled the role of being the backup quarterback of being the relief pitcher, if you will, from what, what was said as soon as Negi told Foles what the decision was, he wanted to reach out to Mitch and not everyone plays it that way. There, there are a lot of people that don't have time to, to be that type of teammate. And I give him a lot of credit for understanding where things stand. And I expect that if there's an opportunity for him to play, he will be ready to play. But for now, in just this, like I, I don't want to read too much into this. I just want to talk about this particular moment in Mitch's career. I think that he deserves some credit. There was a challenge laid in front of him and he worked hard and smart to rise to the challenge. That was the relatively easy part relatively because now the games are on and you're still on tape. And can you prove that the player that you were on tape, isn't the player that you are now, or there are improvements to the player that you were on tape to the player that you are now. Cause that's the difference. That's going to be the difference between the bears offense, having success this season and then failing miserably. Overall, I still don't think it's great that your front office makes a trade for a quarterback and the quarterback doesn't win the job. That's not great. But these are bizarre circumstances, and maybe if there were a preseason, it would have it would have shaken out differently. But right now, Mitch is the quarterback, and he earned it. So I give him that credit, and I look forward to seeing what happens this time next Sunday. Thanks for listening.